Coach, it's great to have you with us. It's good to be here, Steve. How are you? All uh, right. Good. Well, first of all, before we get to anything else. Oh, boy. What? I just would like to ask him how he's been able to persevere the last two years working with you. <laughs> hey, don't rush and answer that, Joe. Thanks. No, no. <laughs> actually, actually, it's uh, been a pleasure. They, uh, they do a very good job of doing what it takes to attract attention to our program. And yeah. uh, our alumni really appreciate the job that they do especially if he has to put up with Doug Birdsong all the time. <laughs> well said, Coach. Well said. Uh, Remember what yeah. I said to you when we first when we first met at, at a Patriot League event? I, I said, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, by the way, I, I won't be questioning. I'll just ask questions because I don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the right way to approach it. Uh, I wish my mom was like that. She's, uh, <laughs> she's 85 and she has lost all her filters and asks all the questions. She knows uh, way too much about the game. Joe, you and me both. All right. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my mother knows everything about announcing. All right. Uh, let's uh, get to your football team. One of the things that you had to do when you arrived in Lewisburg is that you have to take a group of strangers and you have to get to know them. And then you also have to get, get to know the teams in your schedule. One of the keys is to get players to buy in. They bought in. For you, how gratifying has that been as a, as a coach to see them buy in the way they have? It was extremely gratifying, Steve, in that uh, at times when coaches take over programs, they alienate the present uh, group of people. That's a mistake because most of those kids have to play for you. And uh, the way our kids worked, uh, the selfless approach to – how we ask them to do things uh, really you know obviously our first year it didn't show in the record but it showed in their effort and then this year we got a little bit better and uh, we're fortunate that uh, one of our cornerbacks was one of our leading receivers which uh, when you get a kid that catches 13 balls as a corner you have something special and it's not just him it's how the defensive line pressure the quarterbacks, how the underneath coverage, it all, I, I think they understand how it all comes together and what it looks like when it's right. Leadership manifests itself to me in two areas in the years I've gone through this. In the winter program where they have to push themselves and then in the summer before camp where they then have to, among themselves, push themselves. You've had some success. You go six and five. You go three and three in the Patriot. Have you seen a, a little bit of a difference in the approach from the players and a leadership standpoint in the winter program? I, I think that uh, they understand that we are better coaches when they're the leaders, and we're fortunate. We have a guy in our weight room, John Field. He gets mad at me when I call him an ex-Marine, and uh, he really does a great job with those kids. And my approach has always been that if there's uh, iron and gravity, you have a weight room. And uh, our kids have really done a great job. Uh, they, they believe they're tougher than our opponents. They believe that they work harder than our opponents. And it's starting to come to fruition. What are some things along the way in your coaching side? You worked with a lot of great people, but you also played for a great coach in Tubby Raymond. Is there a little bit of tubby in you every once in a while? Do you turn a phrase once in a while that is directly from him? 
more than a phrase. Uh, it's uh, there's a lot of tubby in me, and I, I feel fortunate to be coached by a guy like him. One of the unique things was that my high school coach was a captain at Delaware. So the agony he put us through in high school was uh, something that was repeated when I was in college, so I had been there already. But, uh, you know, Tubby, Tubby always used to say, there's no place else you'd rather be, and my kids hear that all the time. And uh, I believed it. Uh, Tubby had a great way of preparing you for a game, and uh, he actually, I, I was fortunate, he came to Rutgers and uh, I believe it was 07 to speak at our clinic. And he came up to my position group, and he was wearing a hat that said Tubby on it. And uh, he brought my group together. He goes, you know how I, why I can wear this hat? He goes, I won 300 games, and I won it in spite of playing guys like Susan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, uh, he, he a great guy, great guy. I love and playing you know, for him. And you know why he said that? That was, a, that, that was out of deep affection, obviously. That's why you can have a little. Like you have a, a couple, little. You have a little fun when that happens. There are a couple of things he called me along the way that I can't repeat now, but uh, those are uh, you, you get you get used to if you're coached right. You get used to understanding the difference between being yelled at or being yelled to, and our I think our kids in the Bucknell program understand we're yelling to them, and uh, they've responded. Uh, they're great kids to be around. Sometimes they're guilty of thinking too much, but uh, they 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 understand we're in this with them. It's not they're playing for us. And I think a lot of it goes to the relationships that we've built with them off the field. That uh, that's that's why we do what we do in college football. How do you feel about merit scholarships in the Patriot League? You know, it's funny, Steve, that. Uh, I've been getting patted on the back all day here today, and uh, you know everybody says, "Well, you're going to recruit. It's going to be easier. It's not going to be easier. It's going to be harder." Uh, the thing that I think it'll help clarify is that we will recruit the same types of kids. I think it'll change some of the kids that we get, and that will be a plus. It'll uh, obviously enable us to upgrade our schedule ultimately. And uh, the stakes will be higher, but uh, it it is something that well, I was I was asked earlier today that when you got here, did you feel you were at a disadvantage recruiting without them? And I, I said no because everybody else I was recruiting against basically were were recruiting on the same level ground, and I think it it keeps that ground level. Um, and the the requirements academically here will always be the same. In, in fact, I think from an academic standpoint, because of some of the people that we'll be able to attract, it'll actually upgrade our academics. You know, obviously, size and speed will play into this thing too. Because when when you work as hard as we do, it's worth working to do what it takes to win, and that's what we're going to do here. And uh, one of the things we did last year, I don't know. We led the country in turnover margin. That helps. Huge. Because That's huge. That makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, we, we intercepted uh, 22, and we recovered 17. And we had one tailback fumble through the entire year. 
and there, there's a lot of merit because we are a downhill team. And the kids take pride in that. Uh, that's one thing I always want to be and uh, because it, it impacts your defense too because if you play, if your first day of spring football is five wides sideways, how do you get your defense tough? And, you know, I know people are successful with that offense, but we will we will work to be a downhill team. Well, no, Monty Ball at Wisconsin, for example, one fumble two years, and a guy exactly. handles the ball over 500 times. It makes all the difference in terms of the ball control, time of possession, keeping your defense off the field. It all works hand-in-hand in conjunction. Your second time through at Bucknell – because you'd been there as an assistant coach, was it easier for you to get yourself uh, acclimated to the culture of Lewisburg again, uh, the culture of the campus, the culture of the expectations of what football and how it it, it, it should meet the expectations of campus life? It was. Uh, obviously, moving back to a place that you've been, there's a, a especially a place that uh, I didn't deliver the babies, my wife did, but uh, we had three children here, and uh, it is a special place, and I don't know where the places you've been to, but the more I find out about life, it's more the people than it is the place. And that, that is what's unique about this place. I, I feel fortunate to be here. One of the things that uh, is good is that my commute is now about a mile and a half. Uh, when, <laughs> when I was at Rutgers, uh, although the times I traveled, there were no, there was nobody else on the road, but uh, it was about 22 miles. And, there's some good and there's some bad to that because the good thing is that it's close. The bad thing is that it's close. You can find your way into the office. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I get paid for my hobby. And, uh, you know, I, I do work out. And it's more a mental thing than it is a physical thing. But uh, I love doing what I'm doing. And I, I'm fortunate that the administration here has let me create a staff of people that teach. And I'm just excited about going into this next phase. And it's not just the potential of merit aid. It's the potential of when I've recruited these kids here, I, I tell them, look at, the, look at your hands. How many rings do you have on your fingers? And uh, my, I feel strongly we're going to put rings on their fingers. You, you certainly pick up something at every single stop that then builds you as a coach. I mentioned Tubby Raymond earlier. The Rutgers experience, especially considering that the years you were there were some of the better years of Rutgers football, how did that help shape you and mold you as a coach in making this next step to returning as a head coach? I think a lot of it was Greg's previous affiliation with learning how to teach football in the NFL and how how it is so systemized and if you do it the right way, it really maximizes your efficiency. You don't need to be on the practice field for three hours. Uh, you have to challenge your kids to be students of the game. The more they understand why you're doing what you're doing, the better they get at doing that. And then uh, being skilled at time management, that's something that uh, we use quite a bit at Rutgers. Uh, some of the kids that go on and play in the NFL still use our time management format. We use it here. And what it does is it tells a kid that there's only so many hours in the day. Everybody has those hours. You better make the most out of it 
and uh, we we ask them write down when you're taking a nap, write down when you're playing video games, because that one hour of video games can change into three hours, and then you think you're behind. But uh, it's it's something that uh, time efficiency makes it so that life becomes more than just spending time in the office. And, uh, you know, you hear people that say, well, they go they go to bed at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't think you have to. Uh, I don't think it's good for you. And no. We, we preach to our kids that sleep's one of the most important things that we do. I just, I've always been one to get up early. And uh, my mom and dad used to look look for me in the house, and I'd be outside and yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning. So maybe I'm geared to be this. Well, finally, uh, uh, you and I both know Greg Schiano. You worked for him, and, of course, he was at Penn State for several years before he then left Penn State, and he took that first job with the Chicago Bears and then started his path through the NFL. Oh. He takes the job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have a funny feeling you think he, he's going to have a great amount of success there. He will do it the right way, and uh, he will put a team on the field that's one of the tougher, and actually there's a Bucknell grad that is his strength coach, Jay Butler, who will uh, be one of the stronger teams. I give I give Jay hell all the time because I don't think he can touch those kids till April. I say, so what are you doing down there? He goes golfing. So at least he's honest. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Joe, Joe, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so Steve. much. And I uh, can't wait to have you on the show again and as often as you wish uh, to talk about Bucknell football and get as many people into a Matheson Memorial Stadium as possible. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Kevin. Hey, Steve, I understand that you're not easy on Kevin. <laughs> That's an uh, understatement. Uh, it, Joe, it's not an exclusive club. Okay, good. I'll keep it that way. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Coach. Take care. Bye. Head Coach Joe Susan doing an outstanding job with Bucknell football. Steps into the job after that opening season. He brings them to 6-5 in 2011, 3-3 three in the Patriot, and looking to get better and better. We're excited about what's going on in Lewisburg. 